the protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Episode number 105. Abby prepares for her journey up the Half Moon River. Sometimes I'm stumbling through my day And there's no light upon the way There's nothing I can see, it's dark as can be Hold my hand and see me through I'm lost if I don't have you God help the shape that I'm in God help the shape that I'm in Just come back to me I'll be yours for free I'll do all the good I can it's just that I need you God help the shape that I'm in God help the shape that I'm in Just come back to me I'll be yours for free I'll do all the good I can it's just that I need you It's just that I need you Abby and Jeremy were in the churchyard cottage finishing their breakfast snack of tea and bread with nut butter you know, Jeremy, I keep wondering what you do as a protector. Well, I'm still in training. They haven't shown me much about the food side of it. Mostly, I work on the energy project. That's expanding fast. Really fast. It's amazing. Plus, I do my weekly shifts receiving messages from the lookouts and reporting to John Chapman. You know, the early warning system? Surprisingly, little action there. You, Phoebe, Sam, have got all the action here, happening in town. Yeah, it feels like they've got a whole team of watchers on me 24-7. At least we're distracting them. Abby was moving around the room, putting a hooded sweatshirt and other clothes in her duffel bag. She glanced at the clock. It's 9.15. I'm almost ready. You jump out the back window. I'll use the front. Walk along the wall inside the row of apple trees and crawl through the opening between the wall and the hedge. You've got to kind of burrow through the leaves. I'll meet you at the compost hole. Jeremy put his plate in the sink while Abby glanced out the back window. A middle-aged man in a sport coat and slacks 
one of the group that had been keeping a vigil on the bench across the street was now standing right at the wrought iron fence at the front of the churchyard. He had his phone out and held it up near his face, probably looking through the camera. Ah, oh, such a pain. Look at that. Just glance out. Don't stand by the window. Oh, I see. I'm learning the hard way. I thought you were exaggerating. What do we do now? If you stay next to the wall the whole way, they can't see you from the sidewalk. I'm going to get the wheelbarrow and two shovels and come down the usual way. We'll fill the wheelbarrow and you stay there and wait for me to return. Then I'm going to leave and you fill it two more times and take it from there. Get on with as much work as you can do. That watcher will notice you disappeared for a while, but he can't do anything about it. Okay, here we go. By the way, when can you come back to work? What about the chipper and all that? Chichi wants to see me Monday morning to bring over the chipper. I'm working at the gas station early Thursday and Friday. Just two days a week now. But we'll see each other on Friday night here at the youth council meeting. Jim will take the gas station all weekend. We'll plan something then. Abby was thinking with a gleeful smile. This is gonna be fun. Jeremy was watching her and smiled back. Okay, here you go. In a moment, Jeremy was out the window. Abby looked toward the street again and the man was still there. She was thinking. They're awfully persistent. They're sure to follow me when I leave. Oh wait, I forgot to tell Tuck. I need permission to leave. This is ridiculous. But as Abby stood there, she had an idea and thought out the details as she walked the wheelbarrow down to the mulch pile. They filled it to overflowing with dark humus. She brought the wheelbarrow up to the garden, poured the new soil out, and then stopped into the cottage to pick up the pile of seeds for Jeremy. Finally, she returned to the mulch pile. I forgot to tell Tuck I'm leaving, but I'll go do it now. And I've decided to lock up the cottage, but I'll leave the door propped open just in case you need something. When you leave, just pull it shut and it'll lock. And here are the seeds and the garden plan. Don't return them. Put them in your backpack and bring them to the youth council meeting. I don't trust these watchers. They're too persistent. You think they'll search the cottage? Overnight? Why wouldn't they? I see what you mean. And, you know, that lock is worth nothing. Anyone could get in with a screwdriver or one push of a crowbar. Yeah, but I'm giving the other seeds to Tuck for safekeeping. And I don't think there's anything else in there that'll interest them. I've been careful to keep other things somewhere else. Jeremy smiled. I see. It makes an interesting experiment then. 
give us an idea how far they'll really go. Right. She was pleased that they found excitement in the same things. Okay, let's get on with it. They looked at each other and hugged. It went on a little longer than usual, and Abby felt a jolt of electricity. She pulled back and said, Jeremy, this is so much fun. Thanks. Jeremy nodded, looking a little flushed, and Abby turned away. Back at the cottage, she locked all the windows, put the bag of seeds in her duffel bag, and took a last look around. In a moment, she was knocking on the side door of the church. Tuck was fine with her plan to visit her parents, and he took her bag of seeds to hold overnight. Soon, Abby headed out the gate and down the sidewalk. As she turned left on Old Stone Road, she gave a quick glance back and saw the eyes of two men on her, one near the gate and one on the bench. Okay, I was right. They'll see me leave in the boat. The wind blew in gusts. The day was clouding up. The temperature was dropping. Abby hurried along, trying to be on time. As she walked down Cemetery Lane and over the bridge, she felt eyes on her back. She had to concentrate to keep from turning around. Like a soldier, she marched along and from a distance saw a group in front of the garden center. Isaiah, Pastor Banks, Ishmael, Callie, and Allison were already standing beside their bags and a wagon of some kind. Oh, I hope they're not mad. But she only saw smiles as she arrived. There's my girl. She received hugs all around. I'm so sorry I'm late. You're not late. We planned a little extra time. Allison moved over next to Abby and pulled her away from the group. On your way back tomorrow morning, please come by here. Chichi wants to drive you to the church with flats we've set aside for you. You know, flowers, herbs, vegetables, even a couple of saplings. Saplings? Ooh, what kind? Eh, we're experimenting with pecan trees now. You'll see. What with climate change and a new variety, we're making progress. I don't know how to thank you. You can thank me by working hard. Stay on track. Wendy sends you her love. Stick with the plan, she says. Don't get distracted. This is important. Allison seemed so serious, Abby found it hard to meet her eyes. Finally, she looked up and said, Anything more specific? It feels like a warning. Well, you know how Wendy feels. She's building something great out of things that seem small. Don't underestimate what you're doing. And don't lose patience. Believe me, all this preparation will lead somewhere. This is the beginning of crunch time. 
Every detail matters. Ugh, I'm so tired of these vague instructions. It's the story of my life. I wish I could talk to Wendy myself. Allison frowned and was silent for a moment. Then she said, That time may not be far away. They were interrupted by a tiny car speeding into the driveway, skidding on the gravel. And out jumped Sarah Williams carrying a backpack. Ah! I made it! Yes! Right on time. Let's do this. Thank you again, Allison. You're the best. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. 
Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.